everyone to this week's episode of Uppy in the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, with us, as always, is Beardo. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Mrs. Uppy is here again. She has blessed us with her presence. Uh, Mrs. Uppy, how are you? I am great. Perfect. Hopefully the <laughs> mic picked that up. And returning to us, not to talk baseball, we have Dodger Insider. Dodger Insider, how are you? How's Arizona? It's hot, but it's great. I'm so happy to be here. I, I, I told you guys before, I, 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 my fiance told me, uh, why haven't you been talking to me? I, I told her I don't, I don't talk for free. I talk on the podcast. <laughs> That's it. So happy to be here. I, I, I love how you insinuate that we're paying. <laughs> for the record, we don't pay our guests yet. Uh, not yeah. Someday. Someday. What? Um, That's why I'm here. You've been promising me money for months now. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling cheated here. I was the best man at your wedding. I just figured letting you come on was good enough. But apparently it's not. So <laughs> it's not a digital thing. Yeah, after this is over, <laughs> we're going to stick on and negotiate uh, pay scales of zero and multiplications of that. zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, starting with you, Dodger Insider, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking a Polliner Salvatore Doppelbach, Doppelbach, if you're of German descent. I like German beers, guys. I, I, mm-hmm. I like, I'm a big fan of German beers. Nice. Beardo? Well, Dodger, I, I do have to say you have a good taste in beer then because I I didn't actually start drinking beer until I turned 30 and I was in Germany um, on a trip. And so I thought, hell, I'm in Germany. Let's drink lots of beer. So I drank lots of beer. And then I came home and drank lots of beer again. And so uh, it took me a while, but German beers are where it all started for me. So fantastic choice. Uh, But tonight I'm drinking some Dust Bowl Brewing Therapist. Mm. Um, I've never had therapist before. I've had a lot of Dust Bowl beers, but never therapist. And it's... It's strong and it's lovely. Um, it's really, really good. So I think you're gonna be, I'm looking forward to finishing this thing off tonight. I think you're going to be speaking in cursive by the end of this episode. Oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> See, what's have, what's yeah. the ABB on that? 10.6. Yeah. Okay. All right. I yep. get it. Yep. It's, uh, I believe it's an Imperial IPA. It is so, an Imperial IPA. All right. Miss Zeppi? I, I know, but they don't know. What do you got? I am enjoying this delicious uh, margarita on the rocks prepared by Epi. Nice. Um, and I am doing, as they say, I'm double fisting it tonight. I have one of those margaritas. Fun. But I was at the grocery store today buying tequila for said margaritas. And I found a four-pack of Lagunitas Hazy Memory IPA. Um, it, was okay. eight, it was like $8, $8 for a four-pack of 16-ounce cans. I said, well... I can't pass that up. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. It's got some dog, you know, the, the Lagunitas dog on the front. And this is your standard issue hazy IPA. Um, if I had to rank between one and five, I'd probably put it at three. And if I had to rank this margarita between one and five, I'd put it at seven because it is delicious. <laughs> and we don't go cheap on our ingredients and it shows. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, I, I know Do- I was speaking to Dodger Insider before uh, we hit record. He wanted to share an interesting story about his life, a fun story, something that happened between last time and this time. Yeah. 
So I, I don't just report baseball. I play baseball. I played baseball at a high level. Um, still could play baseball at a high level. I uh, That's kind of my, my workouts lately. You know, the gyms have been closed. I've been playing baseball. So um, – my my buddy Sway that we that I work out with we um, he's always late to everything we go to so I told him hey let's meet at seven at the field blah 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 I set my alarm for seven because I was like no way this guy gets here at seven um, so I show up like a rock star he texts me at six fifteen hey I'm on my way and I wake up at seven and see that and I'm like oh, okay well now I kind of look like a dickhead but um, I get I get there at like seven no earlier than seven thirty. <clears throat> total rock star move. Um, I've been nursing a shoulder injury. I think I probably have a, uh, whatever. I won't get into that, but I have a shoulder problem. I haven't been throwing much and I, you know, I wanted to work on long toss and all this cool stuff. And then, um, we're throwing long toss. And like I said, total rock star move. I wore Birkenstocks <laughs> to, to this, to, you know, I just had them on for the, for the, for the drive over there. That's it. And then I'm like, okay, like, let's start throwing. I don't take my Birkenstocks off. I still have my Birkenstocks on. I don't have trainers. I don't have cleats on, nothing like that. Um, start throwing. I'm moving back. I'm moving back. I'm moving back. We're at like 300 feet at this point. No problems. And I, uh, <clears throat> I, I he, he, he short arms me a ball. And I pick it up and I look at it and I go, wow, this is really wet. And I said that all. I said, wow, this is really wet. And the next sentence before I throw it, I said, I've been doing a really good job at nursing my shoulder. It, I feel no pain. He goes, that's good. I, I take my little, my little, you know, couple steps, throw the ball, my left foot in my Birkenstock <laughs> slips out. I throw the ball so far left. I mean, I, I almost hit someone walk like running with their dog hmm. and uh, <laughs> my back instantly like excruciating pain. I've had a lot of back problems. So like hmm. I probably could have avoided it, but didn't hmm. uh, I'm stuck down on like not on my knees, but like standing with my hands on my knees for 10 minutes. I can't go down. I can't go up because my back's in so much pain. Um, oh, took me 20 minutes to walk to the dugout that all my stuff was in. Drove home, painful, dangerous, probably shouldn't have done it. Um, but anyway, I've been in bed for the last probably five days before this. And then the last two days I've been getting out of bed. I, I mean, I've been sleeping like two hours a night because I can't sleep through the pain. It was horrible. So when you when we first got on before you press record, I, I, I you asked me how I was doing. I was like <laughs> – good mentally you know but physically, <laughs> physically i've been better well that's unfortunate but that's more interesting of anything that's happened to any of us i think mm. <laughs> um, that's for sure yeah yeah give me 10 years i'll be i'll just <laughs> i'll be existing that's it well uh so the reason why we're here tonight is so if uh i'll just get this out of the way now um uh, stash as he could tell he wasn't intro he's not here um, we didn't know if he was going to be or not. We'll just uh, say quickly that um, he lost his great-grandma to coronavirus this, early this week. Um, so we, obviously we're not going to say, hey, you want to record? You know, if he showed up, he showed up. But if he didn't, he didn't. We understand that there's far more important things than showing up on this show to talk to the office. But um, 
I can't speak for Mrs. Eppie. I'm not the thoughts and prayers type, but if you're listening, Stash, you know, obviously all of our condolences in the world um, to you and your family. Right. So moving on from that, the reason why Dodger Insider is here is because um, I think the day after he recorded with us last time, I was following his Twitter, and he had mentioned that he blocked somebody on Twitter because they had the nerve. I'm not sure if that was your word or if I'm inter- interjecting it, but... 100% my word. They had the nerve to say that the, the show, The Office, the American version, was not funny. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, you're coming back on not to talk baseball. So we have finally found the time and the place to talk The Office because uh, Beardo, um, after it took him three years to get through season one, mm-hmm. now on season four, Five, five. Yep. Uh, just Damn. in the last two months, I've watched the entire series more than once. And Mrs. Eppy, um, she hasn't watched it that much, but she was with it from day one. So I, I definitely want to lean on her memories of what it must have been like not waiting 20 seconds for the ne- next episode. So, <laughs> um, so we don't. And having to sit through the commercials. That right. Was a long time ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't have a game plan. And I'll tell you why, because uh, we came up with, you know, we knew a week ago this was what we're going to do. And in that week, what happened was uh, little Uppy, our daughter, finally convinced me to start playing Animal Crossing with the rest of the family. So uh, um, given the fact that I haven't been at work, that's kind of all I've been obsessing on. So instead I- of trying. Yeah, so instead of trying to figure out, hey, how are we going to structure this office show, but not have it include the entire series, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's go fishing and sell fish for bells. So that's what I've been up to. So if, oh, yeah. this, if this show sucks, it's because I was just uh, my priorities were somewhere else. But I will say, once Beardo is finished with the series, um, we will find a way to maybe do a multi-part series on the show. Where we do a more structured deep dive on several different subjects, so that is in the works. Um, so just bear with us tonight, and hopefully it's entertaining enough to be like, yeah, you know. Um, so I, I'm going to start with one of Beardo's questions because um, he actually had some thoughts, and so let's discuss why possibly season one sucked so bad. So what are your theories, Beardo? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know what my theories are. I mean, it just took me forever to get through season one. Um, seriously, multiple years. Um, so I have summers off. And every summer I say, you know, I'm going to watch The Office. I know it's a comic masterpiece and I'm just going to love it. And every year I get like one or two episodes of season one. And I'm like, nope can't do it and i just stop watching it so for some reason i can't get through season one and then uppy says stick with it you're going to enjoy it later you're going to like later seasons and i said okay um i'll give it a go and so this this quarantine period i've had time to slog through season one and then get into season two and season three and season four. <laughs> and now I'm in season five. And um, Uppy was absolutely right. After I got through season one, it was about halfway through season two. And I'm like, 
all right, this is a really good show. I can sit and binge this. But it did take a while. And I don't really know why, because it's not like the way they shot it changed. It's not like the humor really changed. It's just something about it just didn't catch me. And maybe you guys can explain it better than I can. One thing I will jump in before Dodger does. Uh, One thing I do now, um, just in general, was – so I listen to the Office Ladies podcast. Uh, It's done by uh, Angela Kinsey and – Jenna Fisher, you know, uh, Angela and Pam from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they started in the fall of last year. They go one week, you know, one show. So one thing I learned from listening to them was it wasn't until season two that they made it a priority that they at least let Michael have one endearing moment in each show. Because in season one, they made him almost like a complete moron and asshole. Mm-hmm. And season yep. two, they started saying, hey, he's going to do something likable at least once a week. To make him more human, more endearing to the audience. I know that doesn't yep. answer your question in totality, but um, I think it they, makes sense. Though they put more effort into Michael's character in season two, the writers did. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, my big thing, and my dad just texted me. He said, um, "Let them know that he thinks that the German soccer is talking. We were just talking about German beer. Germany is just in front of the. They're the head of everything right now." German soccer is returning on Sunday. Sunday? Oh, really? Sunday? Saturday. Yeah. So they're they're leading off the the sports world and getting everything back to normality. When we talked about that last time I was on. Anyway, season <laughs> one of the of the office. Um, what what you just said is one hundred percent correct. They didn't. They kind of made Michael to look like an idiot. At the same time, through like the first like probably five times I watched the maybe four or five times I watched the office. Season one was brutal. It's just the same with every show. I mean, Breaking Bad, not mm-hmm. great. Season one, yeah. one of my favorite shows ever. Um, but The Office, it was so not politically correct. Now, I absolutely love it. And um, they talked about bringing, bringing the, the, uh, the Office back for another season or another couple seasons, which we know how – <clears throat> you know, second goes at everything, whether it be a movie or a show, it's usually not that great. Um, Steve Carell said himself, they wouldn't be able to handle that because Michael Scott is not politically correct. And he would kind of be, uh, kind of be the, the lead. He's the leader of the office. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I love season one because it's not politically correct. I hate the fact that they make Michael Scott look bad, but if, if I put myself back in 2000, whatever that first season came out you don't know that it's going to be so successful on from there and I, I i love season one looking back on it now so definitely beardo once you once you get through it and you kind of go back and start i'll even say now whenever i get through season eight and Michael Scott leaves. I've told them, I've told these guys that I don't watch it past maybe Will Ferrell's three or four episodes on that show without Michael Scott. Um, I'll start over. It, sometimes I, I don't even start over and go back to season one. I go back to season two just because it doesn't make Michael Scott look like such an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like he, he looks like an he, he, They make him look like an idiot. Like they look, they make him look like a 
complete joke. Like, how would you even – you can't even fathom working for a guy like that. At least season two through the rest of the show, it's like, well, these guys know him. They love him. All that stuff. You don't know that background in season one. So it's kind of hard to watch, but I, I've learned to love season one because of the the lack of – you know, the lack of PC. Oh. Uh, episode two, uh, Diversity Day. I don't know why, but it seems like we do. You want, want a cookie cookie? cookie? <laughs> we'll do that every once in a while. Like, it just happens. And I still have a hard time believing that that's actually Mindy Kaling in that episode because she, oh, yeah. she changed so much through the series. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, season one is super cringeworthy and mm-hmm. it is hard to watch just because it's so. He is so bad. And yeah, mm-hmm. once they started giving him some redeeming qualities, oh, it makes it a little bit easier to swallow. And yeah. For sure. Yeah, right. For sure. But uh, yeah, Diversity Day is probably. <laughs> I really like that episode, actually. <laughs> it's, there's so much going on. It's, it's yeah, that's. Uh, that's a great episode. I don't know. I don't know. I... Beardo, I don't know how you weren't hooked at that point. Because... It was so cringy. It was just awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but it, getting into season two, season two is where I really like fell in love with the show mm. and decided that I needed to watch it. And I think – Part of the reason that I found myself really getting into it in the second season is um, our oldest daughter. She's 15. uh, She was sitting down with me and we were both laughing at the same things. We were both just having a really good time. And then, you know, Michael Scott would do something stupid. And we're like, he's such a moron. He's such an idiot. Why would you do that? And so I think in season two with my oldest sitting down with me, I think. That helped me want to watch it, and it and it helped me to enjoy it more. Um, so that was fantastic, um, and I really did enjoy much of season two. Like Booze Cruise, that episode was absolutely hilarious. I absolutely loved it. Um, Michael Scott trying to talk over the captain all the time because he wants to be <laughs> the real leader. I mean, I just thought it was fantastic, and it's like you sound like an idiot just. Just shut up. I mean, can't don't you have a little bit of awareness? So, I mean, those kinds of things is fun to listen to and fun to watch. What was the episode where he points out someone else's lack of self-awareness? What episode was that? I don't know, but Dwight's like, (laughs) are you listening? Like... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and and that's a question I wanted to ask uh, to Beardo specifically was in season two did you not fall in love with The Office because that's such a good season because now there's so many different qualities you know the substance of every character in the show you know how they are and and uh, it just goes to show that like kind of following through and like toughing it out so to speak through, mm-hmm. you know, some of the tougher times is like, I used to hate Angela. I think Angela's the funniest yep. character, like one of the funnier character. I mean, I say that I can probably say that about so many, you know, four or five characters on the show, but it's like mm-hmm. Angela is the funniest thing, you know, person to me on that show. One of the funnier persons to me on that show, because I kind of 
stuck through it. And like my, my fiance Haley, she said one time, like she, she started cracking up at, um, I think when like, uh, Jan gave birth, remember when Jan gave birth to, uh, her, her child that like Michael had like a vested interest in. She's like, yeah, I actually had a, uh, had it, had a tub birth. And then Angela's like, you gave birth in a tub and my fiance, my fiance starts cracking up and I looked at her and she's like, I think Angela's the funniest, like, like, it's just like, it just goes to show, like ever since that moment, I thought Angela was so funny. Like, it's just like watching them kind of go from these people that don't have a backstory because every first season of a show struggles. Like I brought up Breaking yeah. Bad. It's hard to watch Breaking Bad in the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's like, they're so like it, watching them grow and you get a backstory to them. It's so good. So that's why I, I definitely want to ask you what you thought of season two, like one to 10, what, what would you give it as far as like your growth on the, like what, what was your rating of season one, one to 10? What was your season or what was your rating of season two, one to 10? I think that's a fantastic question. Uh, season one, I would go with like a three. I mean, it was really just that rough. It was tough. I didn't want to keep watching it. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Booze Cruise, which I'm looking at the episode list right now, it's the 11th episode in the second season. That's where I think I started to get hooked. But at that point, it's not I love the show. It's I love moments in the show. Mm-hmm. I love certain parts of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was um, texting Uppy the other day, and I was on season two, episode 21. Uh, and that was conflict resolution. And that's mm-hmm. where I got hooked. And that's where I fell in love with the show. Um, and that one, I just thought it was so, so funny and so kind of bizarre. I mean, I love that Jim was making a new ID for Dwight. And he made it a really big picture. He changed his middle name to Fart. Yeah. <laughs> he put that as a security risk. And I'm like, holy fuck. That's amazing. That's really great. I would love to do that at work. I would love to do that to someone. I mean, I've done some things, but nothing quite like that. Um, I mean, I, I convinced one of my coworkers once that their car had been stolen. And they were sitting there looking at their car. And I'm like, that's not your car. And he was completely completely believing that his car had been stolen while he was looking at it but it's not as good as this id this id thing is funny and dwight is just flipping out about it and demands that jim gets fired and michael's just like i'm gonna look into this it's gonna take me as long as i need to but i'm gonna look into it and dwight's like all right cool all right um it's just that's the episode where i knew that i liked the show a lot i knew it was something i was going to be watching a lot of yeah. So there it is. But you'll notice they never wear those ID badges, ever. No. Never. Not one time. <clears throat> yeah. I, I I do. I'm gonna keep hounding Beardo about not liking diversity because <laughs> <laughs> they're going like so they're different ethnicities, and I, I remember uh, Pam and uh, Dwight are having a conversation, <laughs> and Dwight has Asian yeah. on his forehead. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. But 
But no, <laughs> but Pam's like, I drive really bad. And then Dwight's like, oh, oh man, right. am I a woman? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the best part about that is that it just cuts after that. It yeah. goes to the next scene. Oh, no, am I a woman? And then it just cuts to the next scene. <laughs> but the, the, the editing in that show, is, it makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think one thing they did that really helped the overall show, too, is all the writers for the show were also actors on the show. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. also understood how it worked out, like behind, like in front of the cameras, as well as behind it. And the th- the, the writers specifically I'm mentioning are Mindy Kaling. Uh, she had never acted before, I don't think, before this. Uh, B.J. Novak, um, who played Ryan, um, he had had some acting experience. I know. I think I, he was on Punked and think, maybe some other stuff. Didn't Mindy do stand up? No, she probably could have. Um, yes, she did. She did. Um, and then also uh, Toby Flenderson, uh, Paul Lieberstein, all also the was annex, one of the all the annex people were writers, and that was on purpose so they mm-hmm. could not always be in the scene, so they work on writing at the same time as mm-hmm. the show is being mm-hmm. filmed. But yeah, I, I wanted to go back to that one because <laughs> that one sticks out in my head all the time. Like Dwight saying, "Oh man, am I a woman?" <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, this is my first time through the series, yeah. so I'm just kind of feeling my way through it this is first impressions for me you got 10 more Um, weeks to get through it at least twice the whole thing i don't think that'll be a problem to be honest with you i think i can definitely (laughs) do that (laughs) but um yeah it's good you do keep bringing up uh, booze cruise i think that was a solid episode Um, i think i mean in season two i think that's the episode that got me hooked i think that's the one where i really just decided this was going to be a show that I was going to watch. I mean, if, if I can, I mean, Booze Cruise was also an episode where you see the intentions of Jim towards Pam. It's mm. Oh, up, yes. That's yeah. so much for the show. <clears throat> you know what I mean? He breaks up with Katie. Um, actually had a pretty controversial question from Miss Uppy here. And I'm really glad that she's on the show because I did want to ask her this question. Um, I heard... My my second favorite podcast, Spit and Chicklets, behind up in a stash, obviously. Um, You're awesome. They, <laughs> they, uh, they they asked around, who do you think the most beautiful woman on that show is? Not only by looks, but by their their persona, their intentions, everything. Um, who do you think the most beautiful woman on that show is? I heard a lot of people say, um, um, Philippelli. Pam, uh, Katie, everything like that. But considering everything after you've watched the show multiple times, who do you think is the most like admirable woman on the show? That's a really tough one because they all have, obviously everybody has flaws. So they all have their flaws. I think physically beautiful, I think would be Jan. I thought she was very pretty. Um, But... For the most part, you know I what know I mean? That's, that's why I said physically. Mrs. Eppie loves assholes. Yeah, but she kind of right. got screwed pretty hard by the company as well. I mean, she got kicked oh, out in a terrible way. Yeah, she was kind of an asshole while she was <laughs> in that job. I mean, I, you know. And what she did to Michael really. She was a bitch to him. 
Yeah, yeah. Horrible. So, so, I mean, who do you, I mean, my opinion is Pam. I love Pam. I think uh, Pam and Jim, in, even individually, I love Pam and Jim, but I love Pam as a woman on that show. She takes over kind of a leadership role later when she takes on a, a sales, mm-hmm. uh, sales position after the Michael Scott paper company, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> What do you so? Who, what do you? I mean, you know what I mean. Like, who do you think would be the yeah. most respectable woman on that show? No, I was going to say Pam, but I'm a little like at the the end. I was quite irritated with her, mm. but that was their her was kind of selfish. Yeah, yeah, she was extremely selfish, and Jim was trying to. Um, the season, the last season, Jim was trying to do better for their family, and she, you know, they almost broke up. And sorry, spoiler alert, their beardo. Um, but she was really, she was really harsh on him, and like I think that kind of tainted my view of her. But overall, for the, you know, the all the other seasons, yeah, like Pam was awesome. I thought you would have said Angela. But oh my god! <laughs> for, for the fact that Angela is very rule of law, it's very strict. This is the process. You but don't. She's such a bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's like me, huh? <laughs> hey, no, I don't want to spoil it for Beardo, but I do want to ask just because I I told these guys before I hopped on. Every time what. I'll rerun The Office. I've, I've, I've watched the first eight seasons 30-plus times, and I think that that probably is an under-exaggeration. Um, what does Pam do in the last season that makes her seem so selfish? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't you should, trust me. You don't, you don't have to tell me. Um, I don't want you know to ruin it for Beardo if he's really that into it. Um, I, I, I just – I don't understand that just because I haven't watched it. I don't think it's funny. I think it's a little bit forced towards towards the end. Before we go on, here's what I can do. I can take off my headphones and not listen to you guys, and then you can give me some kind of hand signal okay. to come back in when the spoilers it, it'll are It'll be this one, okay? That one, okay? <laughs> That's the yeah. signal you're always giving me. It sounds like you want some something. I gave a couple episodes ago. <laughs> okay. All right, take it off my head, friends. Right. <laughs> okay, so, so Jim starts, or he, his friend starts athlete, which is Jim's idea for some sort of business. I never really understood exactly what it was, but it has to do with sports. And it's the most woman answer. Right. <laughs> so, okay, I'm sorry. Isn't job- it, from, from memory, isn't it like a uh, like an agent type of like an agency type of thing? I think marketing. So. Yeah. yeah. Marketing. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. And it's in Philadelphia. So Jim has to drive to Philadelphia and he tries to make it work and he's driving back and forth and he's really trying to launch this idea, which could be a big money, you know, big thing for the family. You know, she wouldn't have to work as hard. She could be with the kids more or, you know, whatever. Um, and it's, she Pam just to- kind of pulled the entire time because she liked her life in Scranton and she didn't want her life to change. Hmm. And I felt like she, I think she unnecessarily dug her heels in. Yeah. 
Like they didn't show up to giving like a conversation about, you know, if they had given us, Hey, the wire, why not? Like them having that conversation of pros and cons, like, you know, they know Jim likes to do from his days Mm co-managing, but we don't ever see that. So it just seems like she's ever so stubborn with no willingness to give. And she says to him, well, you're never here. So you don't know. And it's, I forgot where I was going with that. I mean, I do like I, I said to these guys, I've watched the whole show in its entirety. Mm-hmm. One, maybe a couple more, maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, that does sound familiar to me. Um, and I can kind of, I, I know what you're talking about here, but I don't know. I, it's just like, it's hard to put it together as to where she'd be, so almost selfish and kind of well, yeah. Well, they, they did the couples counseling because of it. And it was like, you know, they're trying to make it sound like, you know, they're going to break up because of it, because she just can't handle him being gone. And, you know, like she's treating him like he's being the selfish one. She, she did have some valid points. Like he always made the major decisions without her. And I, I would imagine over five, six years or however long it would be in real life. That would be a little irritating. I imagine probably like six years. Yeah. 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 He bought the house without her. He made all these big decisions after she said, his point is, is, come on, let's not insult Jim here. I mean, that's not, if if there's anything that's going to happen on the show, it's not going to be Jim getting (laughs) right. I was just going to defend him in that he did say, if it wasn't for him, they would never progress because she always digs her heels in. She doesn't like change. And I think we were set up for that. Uh, Going back to the very beginning, I'm not sure if it was on purpose or an accident, but you had said something a few minutes ago that made me think of that, where she always seemed like she was always going to be that homebody that, Mm -hmm. and Jim from the very beginning was like, I don't like talking paper. I hate this. I don't want to try. It always seemed like he was destined for something more. We just never knew what. So I think it was always kind of there where he was always the, there's something bigger and better for me. We just don't know what it is yet. And she was very much, I went to House of the Terrace. She was always. don't make that house in Scranton, you yeah, know. She was always the content one. She was with Roy, yeah. unhappy, you know, just because, you know, that's what she was doing, you know. And why rock the boat, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I think she was very much leave well enough alone, and she was yeah. content with her life that it was fine. Yeah, for her, it may not yeah. be the greatest, but okay. yeah. I'm, well, I'm okay, so it, it makes a lot more sense to me now. I think all all three of us should give Beardo the uh, the sign to uh, <laughs> get back in now, just because it, I I know what you're talking about now. I get it. I totally get it. And I think what I, what I'll probably do is I'll probably, um, seeing as how up until this or <laughs> up until this, we're not, um, <laughs> we're not, we're not completely, we're not even past the second season yet. So no. let's get Beardo back in and let's, you know, continue to, to talk about, you know, the well, office now, entirety. Well, now that we got Beardo back, I think it's a perfect time to ask, uh, Mrs. Uppy my question. Um, <laughs> And this is going back to your days actually watching it week to week um, back in the early 2000s. I want to know how was it for you as a fan of the show from the beginning? Because I, I had just listened to this podcast. I mentioned Office Ladies before. I was just watching 
uh, listening to the Casino Night uh, podcast of this, where they actually had John Krasinski on it. But how was it for you watching the season two finale where Jim lays it all out there, they kiss, it seems like Pam wants it, he obviously wants it. Casino night. How is it for you waiting all summer to find out what happens at the beginning of season one just to find out? What was that anticipation like waiting for season three, episode one, to find out what happened after that kiss? Well, you know how it is. It's, you know, you get to a couple weeks and it's like, oh, the season premiere, it's coming, it's coming. I can't wait to see what happens. And, you know, you get all super excited. And then, of course, it was, you know, it's super deflating and I mainly, when I started watching, you know, I I liked the Jim and Pam storyline, and I thought the pranks were fucking hilarious. That was the main reason why I liked to watch mm-hmm. The Office. So yeah, um, it it really sucked to go from Casino Night to um, season three premiere because it was just not what. We ex- what I expected at all. I was really mad. I was really mad. Just to find Jim uh, at a desk in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. No, I think that I think that what they covered in that time between when be- between the premiere of season three and when Jim or when everybody came back to <laughs> was good. I thought it was a good setup. I mean, again, as a first time watcher, you're like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, so you want the love story because again you don't know you don't know how successful the show is going to be you don't know how good and how long it's going to continue um i thought that you know andy bernard wasn't supposed to be on the show i did not know that i mean i, I remembered him from his days doing uh, the daily show with john stewart same thing yeah. as steve carell but you, i did not yeah. know that fact Right, so you you know the actor. He wasn't supposed to be um, on the show for the long term. It was supposed to be, I believe, it was supposed to be um, not Tony. Who was it? Was one of the one of the males was supposed to continue on the show? Mm-hmm. And uh, I probably should have done some research. You might say, but I didn't. So th- he was he wasn't supposed to be on the show, but he killed it so much that they continued him on the show. And I think that what they did with, with Jim going to Stafford was, or Stanford was he, he, they they built so much background, which at this point in the show, which was what season three, episode seven, eight, seven or eight. I don't know. Um, one of those two. Anyway, they they did such a good job of building kind of the background of what was happening on Josh being like such a good manager with hmm. when um, when Michael had gone and was supposed to make this presentation. He had admitted that like him and Jan had like a relationship like they did so much good background that you couldn't even tell that you now knew these characters. So when they came to Scranton, you were like, OK, I know these people. You know what I mean? Like, I know these people. And just like Angela, I I hated Andy until, like, six months ago. I absolutely hate Andy. (laughs) Now, I I think Andy is so funny. I think he's such a a pure and good, um, you know, character in the series. I love Andy, but it's just like, I think that with them kind of cutting to – 
Jimbing and in in, uh, in in Stanford is it, I think they did a great job. Honestly, like I, I, I you wouldn't think so watching it the first time, but you're like they did such a good job introducing these characters that are going to be there for a while. Karen Filippelli, she was there for a while, mm-hmm. and she, she was a big a big she was kind of Jim's love. You know what I mean? Until he was like, okay, no, I want to be with Pam. I'm not going to take this corporate job because I want to be with Pam. I think they did such a good job in introducing those characters. And uh, also another uh, – uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying I don't get how once they knew that Stanford was closing, they allowed Jim to start dating Karen at that point because Jim knew Pam was single from when they went to the – the convention. Yeah. Jim knew yeah, yeah. Jim knew Pam was single. I don't know why at that point he would suddenly start deciding to date Karen. So I haven't spoken in a while, so here <laughs> I go. Karen is actually to this point, and again I'm only in season five, but Karen to this point is one of my favorite characters. Um I mean she's a strong woman, very smart, knows what she wants, um, is really just a really great character. And I thought her and Jim together were really awesome. And personally, if it were me, I would choose Karen over Pam. Um, I think she's oh. prettier. I think she's got more going on. No, she she take, is all business. No, I fun. would take Karen over Pam. But Jim likes Pam, and Pam is lovely as well. So it's all good. I would pick up you over you. <laughs> He's a better snuggler, that's for sure. Have you actually started out with him now? Fair enough. No, but Um, I take take personal offense to that. I would 100% pick Pam over Karen. I think Karen, she's a smart woman, obviously. She becomes the branch manager and all this stuff, you know what I mean? She's obviously a very smart woman. She was up for um, for that corporate position. I yeah. still think Pam is such a good I, – I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get into it and kind of make but, it seem like yeah, – go ahead. Go ahead, please. I was going to say, you knew Karen was wrong for Jim the moment she said, how about you just go out there and somewhere paper or something go on vacation? Yeah. Like, she didn't – you know, because like she just did not understand that works. She didn't understand Jim or that workspace where, <clears throat> let's face it, it, it's well known that Dwight needs to be fucked with. To keep them in line, and, and at this point, I think the point where we, where I my my uh, moment came in was I think when there, Dwight was gone. I think he was at Staples at this point, um, yeah. and Andy was the one who's out of control, and yeah, I mean Karen's like everything everything nice you guys both have said about her was is all true. I mean she was smart, she was driven, she was a career woman, like. Mm-hmm. She earned her way onto Parson Rec, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't was, on the same TV show, but, you know. She was pretty cool, but, like, I it's just it, so wrong it, for Jim. it got to so be wrong. too much where it was almost like every single episode, it's like, oh, we were up all night having to talk because, you know, she was, you yes. know, like, insecure about this or, you know, she's having problems with this. And it was just, it just seemed like they were making her, like, a nag and it was just like okay they've been together for like a month right you know that it sh- that shouldn't be going on you know I think, they, I think they were targeting they were targeting men for sure at that point in the season because it's like 
because Jim comes in and says, oh, we had a talk last night. Actually, we had a talk uh, or a talk the last four nights yeah. about this, this, and this. And they kind of made Karen look like a little bit of like a, a of an annoying girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like a girlfriend that's just very hard to get. Her. I, I don't need to explain it. Every man listening to this is going to know what they're trying to target. You know what I mean? But it's like, uh, can we talk about Danny Cordray? Real quick, sure, sure. Why not? Right. So during that time when 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 Jim is in Stanford, and then you know he hear uh, he hears Michael in that convention episode that you were talking about earlier. Epi is he goes, oh, how how did your date go? You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. Danny Cordray, right? And Danny Cordray eventually comes into it, and they try to figure it out. It's like a big puzzle. They have to keep going back to it. Jim and Pam keep asking, why didn't you want to go back on another day with Pam? Why didn't you want to go back on another day with Pam? And mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's just like it shows the uh, – again, as a first-time listener, you're like, okay, Karen is a fucking rock star. Mm-hmm. Right? She's a rock star. She's awesome, strong-willed, smart woman, up for all these promotions. She's eventually going to get the uh, branch manager job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in Utica? Am I wrong? Yeah, I, yeah. You're right. It's Utica. Yeah, Utica. So um, it's just like uh, it, it's just like a whole like it comes full circle to me that it's like they they did a good job at like explaining later on as a listener that like I'm not passing where you are, weirdo. Right? I'm not. I'm not. Right? No. 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 I. Oh. Nope. You're. I'm right there already. I'm good. Wait, where are you? I'm in season five where um, Pam and Michael have started going on um, a business trip to. I know right where you are. Okay. I, think, I know today also I saw Dwight like do a fire drill. Yes. He's like creating smoke and everything. Oh. Today was a crazy good day. I saw the Christmas episode today where, um, where um, Phyllis takes over the party planning. I saw that one today as well. And Angela is just pissed off that she's having to do everything Phyllis is telling her to do. So it's it's been a good day of office watching. I will say where you where you are right now is like tip top of office like that's okay. such a good such a good part of the office like i am seriously laughing out loud so often that it's crazy and then my my oldest kid is sitting there laughing with me and it's absolutely lovely yeah like um, what, you, what you said about pam and pam oh go ahead sorry I was going to say, fun fact about Phyllis, she was, um, she actually worked for the casting agency. She was never meant to be an actress on the show, but she yeah. read so well with the other actors that they decided to cast her anyways. So there's your fun fact about Phyllis. A good choice. I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. So um, what you were saying about, I'm sorry, I completely lost my frame of thought right there. You said <laughs> that the first thing that you, so the first thing that you said when I asked you if I'm, if I'm surpassing you, you said they were, oh, Michael and Pam were going on that business trip. Lucky right? circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Business trip. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean. The lecture circuit. <laughs> the lecture circuit. On, 
right? Yeah, lecture sure. yeah, yeah. They're, they're going around to different yeah. branches giving lectures about your your prime time right now. or something. I think yeah, your prime time right now. I mean, it feels that way. I mean, it feels like they're firing on all cylinders. It feels it, it's great. It's really funny. Wait, did you see the whole thing? Have you made it through the entire lecture circuit? No, no, no. Keep going. Like that's shit. Something prime time. It's it's okay. You can did keep you going. The first, I will survive. The first I'm actually one of those people who people who actually like spoilers. Okay, well I will oh. read about things before I see them. I'm gonna so do I'm my okay. favorite thing is at the very end, like when when they decide to go to Nashville, anyways. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. You know, first Michael cuts <laughs> cuts her, the arm of her sweater off because <laughs> she's Holly's not there, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he completely walks out because like he meets like Holly's new boyfriend, boyfriend. AJ and he, yeah. and he just starts to break down like does she talk about me he's like what and then he like crawls out of there no, <laughs> no. it's even he, he goes does she talk about me and he goes what and she goes does she talk about Michael Scott <laughs> and the guy's like what are you talking about and then he just crawls out <laughs> And, then, and Pam does the whole ree, ree, like with the chainsaw. <laughs> like, like, Cutting down the computer's prices. It's yeah. just like, I'm just trying to bridge the gap between what just happened and the fact that I'm writing the rest of this. <laughs> but the very, very end when they're in the restaurant and then like the camera pans the Pam because she's going to read the letter Holly wrote because she won't let Michael read it. Mm-hmm. And they pan to her and she looks and is like, what? I'm not in love with her. <laughs> like, what a perfect ending to the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, it'll be even funnier when you watch it, though. Like I promise you, the perfection (laughs) of the ending of that episode. Yeah, he says that, and then it just ends. Or she, I'm sorry, she says that, and it just ends again. A perfect example of the perfect Mm -hmm. editing of The Office. Uh, Berto, you're at you're at such a good part Mm -hmm. of The Office right now. It's so good. Yeah. This is a good season. Mm-hmm. Season five is a good yeah. season. I'm looking at yeah. the episode list right now. Oh, yeah. It's got all the good ones. So, so. Yeah, my favorite is where are your panties? <laughs> <laughs> what is casual day? <laughs> it's casual day. <laughs> um, so does, does uh, Holly comes in, what, season four, episode like seven, right? Somewhere around there? Something like that, yeah. Somewhere on there. So when I uh, like Goodbye Toby episodes, awesome. Goodbye too. Toby, it's so good. That's such a good episode. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and Toby really is one of my favorite characters. I love Toby. Uh, so we watched Toby. We watched a lot Toby. of episode four yesterday, uh, Velvet and I, and every time Toby comes on, she's like, he looks so sad. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, he really does look so sad. Oh. And then... Didn't you say he didn't want he, to be on the show, Uppy? I didn't say, when no? did I say that. No. He didn't want to act. He didn't want to act. He didn't want to act. He wanted to write. He didn't yeah. want to act on the show. That's what so, I meant. Yeah. He, yeah, he just looks so sad every single time. And I'm like, huh, Velvet, you are absolutely right. He does look sad every time. And I love that Michael just hates him so much. Just absolutely hates him. 
Um, I was watching. Yeah. I was watching the roast episode today, and, <laughs> and Toby's like, "I want to come up and say something." And Michael's like, "No, this is friends only." Go sit down, and Toby's like, "Okay," <laughs> and he goes and sits down. I mean, it was. It, he's a great character. I love him. Well, Sally, Sam, 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 you like you're in sex and your heart sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I need Beardo to take his headphones off like ten seconds so I can say my favorite Toby. Fine. Hey, wait. Can we can we take a break for like thirty seconds? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to say my thing. Real quick. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My favorite Toby oh, moment. No, 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 I messed it up. No, not yet. Not yet. Two seconds. My favorite Toby moment is season like that, like the finale where they they ask a question to the panel, like, "Do you feel like your life has no meaning now that you're not being filmed?" <laughs> and Toby's like, "Yes." yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Toby. Okay, so that's good. All right, so we're gonna take a very quick break, and we're gonna come back and uh, wrap this up. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the quick break. Uh, we are here to wrap up. Um, we, we only got a few minutes left of time. And so we're going to finish this off. And it's actually me, Mrs. Eppy. He's going to broach our final subject. So, Mrs. Eppy, why don't you lead us off with uh, your question? So my question is, is what is your favorite moment in the entire series? Not your favorite episode, but just... Something that happened that really just kind of stuck with you and you just loved. Okay. <clears throat> let me uh, let me go first here. Just because this is a tough question is because there's so many episodes on, on The Office that I appreciate. I said before that my family, we used to – that was the only show, maybe The Sopranos – Whatever. My family's Italian, okay? Mind your business. Anyway, um, my... Uh, forget about my it. Family, forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> no. We, we used to... Uh, we would watch the, the Office every single Monday. I'm pretty sure it was when it would... When it would came, when, or when the um, episodes would air. We would watch it every Monday, whatever, if I'm wrong. Whatever. Um, my favorite... My favorite... Um, what was the quote? I'm sorry. I completely lost my turn. I thought. Favorite, my favorite moment? Your favorite, favorite moment. moment. Isn't that crazy? I lost. I, I forgot about the word moment. Um, <laughs> my favorite moment was when um, during the wedding, this might be cliche. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, her, her Pam's sister says, I'm going to go talk to talk to Dwight. And she goes, okay. And then she rips her. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys know. Okay. I get it. So when, um, when, when she calls Jim and he's playing soccer with that little kid, whoever the, whoever the fuck that little kid is, um, he, uh, you know, he, he meets up with Pam and Pam goes, is this, or Jim goes, is this allowed? And, um, they meet up and she goes, what's that thing called? Can you guys help me? The veil. The veil? Veil. I, yes, I, I ripped my veil. veil. 
She's yeah, she rips she rips her veil, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Okay, whatever." Grabs a grabs a thing that says, "Cuts his tie." That's my favorite moment. I think that's probably my favorite moment. Favorite moment, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she's giving me the. She's giving me the. And then and then Jim goes, "Oh no, you blinked." Yeah, that's my favorite moment in the office, right there. That's that just that, 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 that speaks a lot to kind of my relationship. As corny as that sounds, I know I'm young. I get to you know I'm still putting a high value on these love things, whatever. I don't care. No. That, that part when he cuts his tie and says, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care. I'm not I'm not here I'm not here to look cute during our wedding. I'm here to marry you type of thing. That's my favorite part. Or that's my favorite moment in the office. That was a good one. I like that. Thank you. Right. Beardo, I want to hear yours next, actually. Beardo. Not Beardo. He oh, Beardo? Beardo? Okay. All right. Um, actually, my favorite moment um, so far is that moment in uh, Casino Night where Jim just kisses Pam. That's my favorite. You know it's coming. You know it's been billion for episodes and episodes. And finally, he just gets the balls to do it, and just goes and does it. But and, what about that total uh, dick move he pulled before that, though? Where Roy's like, keep an eye on her. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roy's stupid. Roy is a dumb yeah. ass. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so nah. that moment when Jim finally just takes charge and stops being just a goofball on the show. But that, to me, is the moment where he becomes – a real hardcore character on the show rather than just kind of a sideshow kind of side story kind of guy. He is actually now a main character and you know, he's going to be someone you can see, you see him take charge. You see him be um, going after what he wants. And so I think. Yeah. And they had set his character up or, Previous to that, he was talking to Jan. She said, "Have you talked to anyone about the the transfer yet?" And I think that moment forced his character into actually um, forcing himself to. All right, I got to do this, mm-hmm. and yep. he did it. It's now or never. I don't think he would have because mm-hmm. he's Mr. Ham Sandwich every day. But that moment with Jan <laughs> perfectly set him up for that moment of all right. It was yep. my last chance, mm-hmm. and then he says, "I I I left because I have no future here." It's very endearing. I agree. That was, yeah. that was a good moment. Can I just say that that's that that what Beto just said is my, the closest. I mean, photo finish, second place that 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 I had in mind, and um, that's a big reason. Like what you, what you guys just said is that that set him up to be a stronger character. Now you're like, oh fuck, this guy. You know, when he when he becomes the co-manager, you're like, okay, this guy's serious. He took charge yep. in, in multiple different things now, right? Um, yeah. So I agree. And, and that's the reason why I kind of wanted to ask him before I heard your guys' answer <laughs> because I want to know as like a married couple yeah. what your guys' favorite, what your guys' favorite woman is. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Doesn't matter. Okay. I'll go. Um, Beardo, you can leave your headphones on or not because my, my, I think my moment is in season nine, so – you choose what you want to do. You're a grown man. 
Um, I almost picked the moment when um, Jim and Pam found out that they were pregnant at the company picnic. But the, the moment, of course, you could ask me six months from now after I've rewatched the whole series again, I might have a different moment. But currently for me, what it is, is when in season nine, Dwight forces Angela to pull her car over and she's just living. Oh, like, that was good. Cursing at him. And he's got this bullhorn out and he's just yelling at her. And she's like, Dwight, no, no, it's too loud. Put it down. Where Dwight basically per- proposes to Angela and says, I don't care if I have to raise 100 babies from 100 lovers. I just want to spend my life with you. Um, that is one of several. It's not the only one, but that is one of several that will put tears in my eyes when I watch it. So as of right now, to me, um, that is my favorite moment when those two finally get it right at the very end and decide to get married. That's but good. Like, for her cursing him, was, first and foremost, it's hilarious. Cute. It was cute. And 1B, 1B <laughs> might be Dwight's bachelor party might be my 1B. Um, just that's I don't know if you get a 1B. I think that was cheating. Well, because they're related. I mean, after all those years of Jim pranking Dwight for him to throw him a killer bachelor party, it shows that there was a deeper. Heartfelt. Heartfelt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. to see the, the 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 relationship that is kind of um, built that they didn't show on the daily for the the episodes, but mm. you know, it's there. Hey, Miss Zuppy, what's your favorite moment of the series? So mine isn't really like such a big like moment as like you guys have had. My favorite moment is. Um, Michael's last episode um, when he is on the rooftop with Dwight and they're talking about the bull testicles and Dwight is pissed. Dwight is pissed at Michael and Michael just changes the conversation and it's just so stupid but it's it changed the way I felt about Michael from all of those years. It was just like, well, maybe he really was just kind of fucking with them all this time <laughs> because he was so endearing. And the way that he treated Dwight to make everything better, it just like it warmed my heart and it like, made me like Michael even more another moment yeah what, so that's my moment to, to expand on it i don't think she's being as detailed as she would like to be um like when michael brings up hey i heard there's bears in colorado and dwight's mm-hmm. like where'd you hear that obvious xm radio and and then dwight mentions some factoid because you know dwight was written to be a very smart person if he thought about outrunning a bear on a horse he might want to think twice because bears can outrun horses, so he might want to try a cheetah. Oh, and he'll have snacks in his and pocket. And Michael's like, I thought I would have like a salami in my pocket. <laughs> in case he attacks me, I could throw it. And Dwight's just like, you, Michael, are a salami to the bear. And then Michael asks him another dumb question. Yeah. And Because the, the, the camera is panned pretty far away at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Dwight goes to answer it seriously because he thinks it's a serious question, but Michael giggles. You can see Michael, like, smile like he's just making Dwight feel better about himself. And I think that's the endearing part. That's yes. the part that gets you every Yes, time. it gets me so much because it's just like, you know, I never saw Michael that way. Like, I just saw him as just some aloof idiot. And that, that episode, cool. it was yeah. just like... It just added another layer to Michael that, you know, it was just like, maybe I should have been looking at him a little bit differently, you know, kind of, it's hard to explain, but it was just, it was just really endearing and really cool. That's a really, really good answer. And I, Mm -hmm. that was those all three moments that you guys just said between you and three over there on the right side of my screen. Those were over here. You guys over there. Yeah, you guys over there. Those were three such good moments. Now, I want to ask you one question. I had a really good question, but I forgot it. Now, I thought of another good question, and this is a question on the behalf of Dwight Schrute. Who do you think would win in a fight? A grizzly bear? Or a silverback gorilla. Um, fact: Bears eat beets. Bears beets. Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. Thank you. So, who's your answer? I want to know because I've heard this on so many different, on so many different, you know, levels of entertainment. What do you think? What do you know? What do you think? I'm sorry. What was your question again? I know the office. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> No one knows the answer because they don't live in the same fucking place. But grizzly bear versus a silverback gorilla, who wins the fight? I'd say the gorilla. I'm taking the money on the uh, bear. Bear. I'm betting on my wife being a little bit smarter than Beardo, so I'm going to go with the gorilla. Well, yeah, that's a smart choice there. So I think he would be more. But not in bears. I'm not educated in bears. Neither am I. (laughs) I know. That was was a question out of right field. You know what I mean? Who who were the doctors going to start at right field? Who knows? You know what I mean? I'm just trying to connect all the dots here. All I know about educators (laughs) are those who can do, those who can't teach. What does that yes, say about me? <laughs> You're a doer, not a teacher. That's what it says about you. <laughs> you guys got You're an asshole. And I hate you. Beardo, the educator, has bear. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. all I, just want to I have the bear. Yep. All right. So if there's any scientists listening on, I have I have a teacher friend who is a physics teacher. We can ask him next time. Please Perfect. Update us. I'll call him up and say, "Hey, gorilla or grizzly bear? Grizzly bear." And, and he'll give me a big, giant scientific reason why the grizzly bear would win. And if he doesn't agree with me. And it being a grizzly bear, we will no longer be friends. I will disown him. <laughs> so I guess the right question to ask next week is if you have one less friend. <laughs> True. That will be the truth. Right. Uh, ask if I have a friend. Perfect. All right. <laughs> In the end, you're always stuck with me. That's the funny part. Uh, after all these years. Uh, so we're going to wrap up. Um, Dodger Insider, thank you again uh, for coming on. Uh, loved having you for the second time. 
you'll be back again. I don't know when, but I promise you, um, you don't have to act thirsty on Twitter all the time. We haven't forgot about you. You'll be back. But thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I, honestly, every time I come on with you guys, I'm it's a load of fun. Perfect. And uh, Beardo, any final thoughts? This was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, we should talk about TV shows more often. Uh, this was great. I really, really had a good time. I agree. This is my favorite so far. Perfect. Uh, my favorite one is everyone, just like my children. Um, <laughs> I love them all just for different reasons. No one's my favorite. They're all my favorite. Uh, well, I do appreciate everyone. Uh, hope we got some new people tuning in because this was about The Office. And uh, as a – well, if you made it to this point, you realize we all love The Office. But um, if you listen because you're just a fan and you weren't a fan of the show – if you have Netflix, it's on there till the end of 2020. At that point, uh, NBC will start streaming The Office on their specific streaming service. So if you have Netflix, get into The Office now. Get your binge on while you can. Get your binge on, especially while you're still in lockdown if you're out here in California. Mm-hmm. And I do want to add, if you want to listen to other podcasts uh, and you're starting from the beginning, look up Office Ladies. Um yeah, Dr. Insider does not agree with me, apparently. I'll be, I'll be in the sash. That's all you got to worry about. Don't worry about anything else. No, no, no. There is one other one. There is one other one you should be listening to. It's not writing. History. And that is called Writing History, <laughs> Greatest Damn Podcast Ever. So, Writing History. Watch that sucker or listen to that sucker. You can watch and listen. Your choice. <laughs> Don't, don't I, I'm thinking everything Beardo shameless just Shameless plug. <laughs> it is a shameless plug. Getting Beardo, uh, I love your sentiment there, Dr. Insider, but if someone were to start getting into watching The Office, it would not hurt them to also correspond it with looking to Office ladies so they can get some behind-the-scenes knowledge as they go. If you have the extra... Oh, look at that. Look that's at that like sour the, face. That's yeah. the, the, um, that's that bitter beer face. That's that cat. No, oh, the angry. No, 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 no. That cat. Oh, no. my God. It's <laughs> angry cat. Angry cat. Yeah, he's got the angry cat face. Grumpy cat. Oh, shit. Grumpy it's grumpy cat. cat. Sorry. My fiance just told me it's grumpy cat. It's not angry Why? Why the face? Because he just he loves Uppy in the Stash so much. I love Uppy in the Stash. That's all oh, I love. Well, I listen to two podcasts, okay? One of them is a hockey podcast. If you don't like hockey, don't listen to it. Go Penguins. That's okay. If you like living, listen to Uppy in the Stash. Oh. You heard it from me? True. Make sure Absolutely I'll, true. Uh, just in case anyone's listening they weren't la- last time you were on, uh, Dodger Insider, where can we find you on social media? Ravine Insider LA. At Ravine Insider LA. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you all. Um, until next week, Dodger Insider, Beardo, Mrs. Eppy, myself, uh, we all want to remind you to wash your goddamn hands. Yes, please. When you go out in public, wear your goddamn mask. Yes, please. Do your part for everyone. I don't care how you think you feel. Don't be an asshole. Do it for someone who is vulnerable. Who might be out because they don't have a reason. Mm-hmm. Or not, not a reason. Well, some people do go out 
Right. Because they don't have reason. But some people do go out mm-hmm. who are vulnerable, but they do they do add a necessity. So wear your mask and wash your hands for those people. Stay six feet apart until we're told it's okay not yes, to. Yes, please. And with that said, we all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. <laughs> <laughs>